Father God, uh, we come together this morning in your name. We proclaim to you our allegiance. We proclaim to the world that uh, we are your people, redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ and called to uh, honor him. Father, you warn us that uh, those of us who presume to teach will be held to a higher accountability. And so I approach you this morning uh, with a uh, sense of uh, humble terror, uh, asking that I would uh, present your word rightly to your people that the things that I say might be the message that you would have us to hear and that anything that I add that is of my own would be uh, quickly forgotten. We pray for the uh, Faye family as uh, Pastor Faye, Hallie, Maggie, and Daisy are recovering uh, COVID. We uh, pray that uh, you would uh, grant them a quick recovery that uh, they might uh, be back with us uh, soon. Father, we uh, commit ourselves in this time into your hands. We ask it in Christ's name, amen. Okay, for the next hour, hour and a half, two hours, <laughs> would you grant me four assumptions? Number one, will you allow me to assume that Jesus was an adult? I, I'm getting some yeses over here. Thank you all. Um, number two, will you allow me to assume that Jesus was of at least average intelligence? Okay, I'm getting some head nods over here. Number three, will you allow me to assume that Jesus was sufficiently fluent that he could choose his words. Okay, number four, will you allow me to assume that Jesus had at least some general idea of what was going on around him? Okay, wow. Uh, as you can see on the uh, screen, we are gonna be continuing in our series on the uh, Sermon on the Mount. Uh, yes, we will be uh, flipping uh, back and forth between Matthew chapter 6 and Luke chapter 16, so you might want to put a, a digit or other suitable marker in, in uh, both of those uh, passages as we uh, uh, go on. May I have the next slide, please? Thank you. In April 1861, Colonel Robert E. Lee, United States Army, 54 years old, was facing an agonizing decision between two mutually exclusive options. He was 35 years old. He'd served in the Army for 30 years. He was hoping to retire soon from the uh, United States Army, uh, but the uh, Civil War broke out. President Abraham Lincoln summoned him to Washington, D.C. to offer him the supreme command over all the uh, Union uh, forces. 
Uh, Lincoln was a political unknown. He had served a single term in the House of Representatives 12 years earlier, and, and that was basically it. Oh, he'd also been in the uh, state of Illinois' uh, militia. President uh, Jefferson Davis of the uh, Confederated uh, States of, uh, the, of America was uh, Lee's West Point uh, classmate. He had served in the United States uh, Senate as the uh, distinguished uh, senator from the uh, state of Mississippi. And one day earlier, the uh, state of uh, Virginia, excuse me, the Commonwealth of Virginia had uh, seceded from the United States. So would Lee stay in the United States Army as the uh, Supreme Commander? Would he accept Jefferson Davis's offer to be the commander of the Army of uh, Northern Virginia? He could do one or the other. He couldn't do both. He conferred with his mentor, General Winfield Scott. He talked to family and friends. He didn't sleep for uh, two nights, and two days later, uh, yeah, Joe, go ahead and help yourself to the cookies. <laughs> uh, and two days later, he made his uh, decision, and the rest, as they uh, say, is uh, history. In the passage that we're uh, considering today, we have an interesting parable that uh, Cherie read, and Jesus lays out both in Matthew and in Luke some mutually exclusive options. One or the other, not both. And uh, I choose not to uh, make a, a decision is not an option. Simple. Now, this morning, I would like to work backward from these uh, two summary uh, verses and see if uh, we can figure out how Jesus got to uh, where he's uh, going. Next question. Since the uh, summaries are identical, are these uh, two records of the uh, same instance? No, they're not. The uh, Sermon on the Mount was uh, spoken near the beginning of Jesus' uh, ministry. If we look back at Matthew 4.25 and Matthew 5.1, we'll see that uh, Jesus has just uh, healed a whole bunch of uh, folks. The multitudes are clamoring around him. He goes up on the hill, and his uh, closest disciples follow him to the uh, top of the hill. The uh, Luke 15 and 16 passage is spoken as he is approaching uh, Jerusalem. We're coming to the end of his ministry. And uh, if we look back in uh, Luke 15, 2 and in Luke 16, 14, we'll see that, yes, the uh, disciples are there, along with all the uh, tax gatherers and sinners and some grumbling scribes and Pharisees. So why do we have two accounts? Uh, as Mrs. Bobbitt will tell you, students don't learn things the first time around. Can I get an amen, Vicki? Thank you. Um, so students don't learn things the uh, first time around, so you have to repeat. 
The second reason that we have two accounts, if it really is important, it bears repeating. So, conclusions we can uh, draw. Uh, number one, Jesus knows we're not going to get everything the uh, first time around, but he's willing to repeat. Uh, that gives me uh, some hope. Number two, this must be really important, so I should be paying attention. So, if I am a follower of Jesus, or a tax gatherer, or a sinner, or a grumbling uh, scribe or Pharisee, and if Jesus is forcing me to choose between two mutually exclusive alternatives, I want to know what my options are. Okay, so there we are. How many want to go with option number one? I, okay, thank you. I'm seeing a few hands over here, thank you. Um, how many of you want to go with option number two? How many of you want to know what option number two is? Now, if you're in the ESV, the NIV, the CSV, or uh, most other uh, versions, the word mamona is uh, translated as money. Now, if you're in the NASB or the uh, KGV, uh, okay, where did Eric Rice go? I was expecting an amen from right over here. Um, it's transliterated as uh, mammon. Now, given Luke's comment in uh, Luke 16, 14, Jesus may have been referencing money when he uh, speaks of the uh, mammon of uh, unrighteousness. We need to pay attention to the uh, context here. However, given the uh, samples of oil and wheat in verses uh, 6 and 7, we see that uh, this extends not just to money, but also to uh, commodities, potentially to cryptocurrency, potentially to non-fungible. Yeah. Um, so the term commodities in general is perilously close to the word stuff, which is dangerously close to the concept of my stuff. But note that when we get to the uh, bottom, to the uh, summary verse in uh, Matthew uh, 6.24 or Luke uh, 16.13, that Jesus is not using the uh, term mammon of unrighteousness. He's using the generic term mammon. So what in the world does that mean? Now, you did grant me the assumption that Jesus was uh, capable of uh, choosing his words. Remember? That was assumption number three. You all agreed to that. There are at least five other words used in the New Testament for money. So if Jesus wanted to refer specifically to money, he could have said money. Instead, he says mammon. Now, if we dig a little bit deeper, the Greek word 
mamona comes from an earlier word, mamonas, which means what is trusted in or that which is to be trusted. Could I potentially uh, trust money? Well, yeah. Uh, could I uh, potentially uh, uh, trust uh, my uh, stuff? Uh, Jesus, keep your hands off my stuff. Uh, yeah, I could. So anything that we would be inclined to trust other than God falls into that category of mammon. Jesus says you can serve one, you can serve the other, you can't serve both. I can trust God. I can trust anything else. I cannot put my ultimate trust in both. It's one or the other. So, um, slide number six. That's it? Okay. We'll, we'll work through this, Kelly. All right. Uh, so could I uh, trust in something else? My, my job, my boss, my employees, my talents, my athleticism, my good looks? Nope. Um, Grace, thank you for raising your hand and affirming my good looks. I, I love you. <laughs> my uh, smarts, my uh, cleverness, my ability to pronounce big words. Are there other things that you and I could potentially uh, trust? Again, anything that I could potentially trust other than God is uh, lumped as uh, mammon. Slide number seven. Here we go. Now, if you look carefully at these verses, there are two subtle warnings. We get to uh, choose, but once we uh, make that choice, we are going to serve whatever we ultimately trust. Does that affect my decision? As Pastor Faye reminded us uh, last week when he was uh, talking about uh, lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the uh, evil one, uh, God will test us and as we uh, saw from this example of Abraham in uh, Genesis 22, that test is often a test of our loyalty. Now, as we enter into that uh, test, as God uh, brings us into that uh, test, we are going to have an adversary who is going to tempt us away from the, yeah, yeah, uh, I trust God, I want to trust God, you know, God, I'm all in, who's, who's going to attempt to draw us away, and his temptation is going to sound something like this. You can decide uh, uh, for yourself whether you've heard this one or if it's uh, just me. Temptation is going to sound something like this. It's not really an either-or. You can strike a balance. You can have it both ways. 
you can split the difference. You can hedge your bets just in case Jesus doesn't come through. Anybody ever heard that one? Okay, okay, it's not just me. Slide number eight. Um, the second thing that's in here as a warning is that if we try to have it both ways, we're not going to wind up in a neutral situation. We're going to be loving, clinging to the one or the something that we ultimately uh, trust, and we're going to be hating or despising the one or the something that we choose to not trust. So if I uh, decide that, you know, Jesus may not come uh, through for me, I need to have a uh, fallback. Um, yeah, uh, it would not be a total surprise if I wind up uh, hating or uh, despising uh, Jesus. Uh, we are aware that there are folks who grew up in uh, churches who have now not only dropped out of church, but, uh, uh, but uh, are antagonistic to uh, church. And then again, there's Judas. So, back to Matthew chapter 6. In uh, verse 22, Jesus gives us the key to avoiding the temptation, resisting the uh, temptation, to have it both ways, split the uh, difference, uh, hedge our uh, bets. Now, if you are in anything other than the King James, Eric, I was hoping you would... Uh, Give me an amen, but uh, he's uh, with the uh, kids. Uh, if you're in anything else but the uh, King James, your translation is going to read uh, clear, healthy, or good. The word that Jesus uses, and again, you grant me the assumption that Jesus was able to uh, uh, choose his words. The word that, uh, uh, that uh, Jesus uses is the word haplous. Now, if you remember high school biology, how many of you uh, remember high school biology? Okay. Ethan, I, I, I like the yeah, but I don't want to admit it in public. Um, back in high school biology, you may have heard the prefix haplo or the adjective haploid, which means single. So the uh, King James uh, gets it right. Why in the world would Jesus use this phrase, if your light, if your eye is single, the whole body is uh, full of light. Now then, Jesus is speaking metaphorically here. For anybody that, that is uh, wondering, he is not saying that if you have 20-20 vision, you will glow in the dark. But uh, what he is saying is that if we uh, try to have it uh, both ways, uh, 
our vision is going to be defective and there will be consequences. Okay, now, I have diplopia, which is uh, the, in contrast to a single eye. If I uh, try reading without my glasses, I see the uh, letter that's uh, on the page right there and I see another one right about there, which uh, makes it, uh, I'm seeing a, a head knot in the uh, back. Uh, Robert, do you have diplopia? Yay! Okay. Uh, you want to preach the rest of the sermon? Okay, Terry's saying no. Um, so, if I try reading without my glasses, uh, it's really a chore. I mean, the uh, letters are blurry and, and the uh, whole line can turn into uh, fuzz. Uh, in the morning when I uh, get up, before I put on my glasses, yes, I have walked into uh, door jams, and uh, when I'm reaching under the uh, faucet in the uh, sink, uh, uh, it's not where I, it looks like it is, and I bang up my knuckles. Jesus says that if your eye is bad, evil, uh, some of the other uh, synonyms that he uh, puts in there, uh, you're going to be walking in the dark. And so what he is calling us to is to have that single focal point that will keep us on track. If uh, we uh, try to have it uh, both ways, we're going to have uh, double vision. Uh, you can uh, talk to uh, Bob afterwards and ask him uh, what that is like, and it is not going to be good. So, James picks up a similar theme in James 1.8, where he uh, says that the uh, double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. The writer to the Hebrews urges his readers to persevere by looking at Jesus and only Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Paul alludes to the same idea in uh, Philippians uh, 3.13, where he tells his readers, this one thing I do. So let's uh, talk briefly about treasures. Any of us who have been around uh, church for any length of time have probably heard more than one or two uh, sermons about uh, uh, the uh, moth-proof, rust-proof, theft-proof uh, riches in heaven, correct? Yes, okay. This is not going to be one of those sermons, Wayne. I'm not going to uh, belabor that uh, point. What I want you to do uh, is, along with Mrs. Bobbitt, take a look at the verbs that are used in verses 19 and 20. First of all, these are in the imperative sense. Correct? Vicki? Yes. Uh, what uh, Joe Stenkamp would refer to as a direct verbal order. These are commands. Now, if we uh, disregard a command from Jesus, what is this called? Yes. 
Sin, thank you. Speak up so that the uh, folks who are uh, watching the uh, live stream, including uh, Pastor Faye, can, can hear you. <sighs> the uh, second thing is that both of these verbs are in the present tense. They're not in the uh, past. They're not in the uh, continuous present. They're not in the uh, future tense. This is talking about right now, today. Sorry we can't uh, uh, hit replay or rewind on uh, what we did uh, yesterday. And uh, we uh, can't kick the uh, can uh, down the road and say, well, that sounds good, Doc, but I'll, I'll get to that uh, uh, tomorrow. This is talking about what are we going to do today. So the question is, today, are we going to lay up uh, treasures on earth or are we going to lay up uh, treasures in heaven? Uh, slide number 12. Now, what does Jesus mean by laying up? The word lay up means to save, store, amass, or reserve. Uh, stash would be a legitimate uh, contemporary equivalent. The word treasure is basically the nominative form of the uh, verb. That means it's the uh, verb turned into a noun, uh, which means that anything that is stored up, stashed away, saved, uh, is the uh, treasure. So stuff or stash would be a, a fair equivalent of uh, the word uh, treasure here. So as with mammon, these are uh, pretty uh, broad terms. Yes, it may refer to money, but it may apply to a lot of other things. Specifically, what Jesus is saying here is your treasures are anything that we think of as having value. Now, as we've been working through the uh, Sermon on the Mount, we've been talking about how Jesus goes straight to the heart. In this passage, he is saying, number one, what do you trust? God versus everything else. Uh, it's a mutually exclusive choice. Um, the uh, second question that he's asking is, uh, what do you value? Could be your cash or your Bitcoin. Could be your uh, stuff. Could be something like your verbal skills, whatever. But, uh, you know, what is it that you, you uh, value? So Jesus is making us really uncomfortable here. He is going straight to the heart. He is saying, what do you value? What do you uh, trust? Uh, you have two options. So how do we store up treasures in heaven? I mean, this is fairly nebulous. Yeah, I'm supposed to do it. Uh, it's a, a direct verbal order, so I guess I'd uh, better obey. So how do we do it? Back to uh, Luke chapter 16. Now, this is kind of an interesting uh, parable. Uh, the uh, steward, the manager, is accused, correctly, of embezzlement. 
the master, the uh, rich man, uh, says, you're going to be fired. And uh, so the steward uh, cooks the uh, books, and uh, the uh, master says, well done. You did a good job. You're still fired. But I appreciate the fact that you're looking ahead. You don't want to be uh, homeless, and so you're arranging housing uh, for uh, once I uh, kick you out and you uh, can't uh, pay the rent anymore. Good job. Still fired. If you look at the passage, yes, in uh, verse uh, 14, we see that Jesus does irritate the uh, Pharisees who are lovers of money, but his main rebuke is to his disciples. The sons of this age, the guys who think that everything ends when uh, you take your last uh, breath or you experience your last uh, uh, heartbeat, uh, do a really good job. They generate as much income, as much wealth as they can, as long as they can. Once they retire, they uh, blow it as quick as they can so that it's all gone by the time they die. And they get to enjoy as much of it as uh, they can. On the other hand, the uh, sons of the uh, kingdom act as, all, as though this life is all there is. You would think that they would be aware that there's eternity out there. And if I haven't made any preparation for that, um, slide number 15. Back to Matthew 6. This is something interesting. I, I hadn't noticed this uh, in previous uh, times uh, that I've uh, studied this passage. Uh, who are you laying up treasures for? Go ahead and say it. Ourselves. Me! You know, we're, we're laying up uh, treasures for ourselves. We're either uh, laying them up on earth or we're laying them up in heaven, but we're laying up, uh, them up for ourselves. And where our treasure is will tell us, is my heart bound to this earth or do I really have a uh, kingdom heart? So looking at... Uh, uh, things that moth and rust uh, cannot destroy, looking at things uh, that uh, cannot be uh, stolen. Uh, Steve Markell, can you name two things that will last forever? The souls of men and the word of God. Thanks, Steve. If there is a valid version of the prosperity gospel, folks, it's right here. I have the opportunity to lay up 
treasures for myself. How do I do it? We see it in uh, Luke 16, and uh, Steve has uh, just given us a uh, clue. So if you want to uh, flip back to uh, Luke uh, 16, let's uh, unpack this a little bit. We notice as uh, Jesus gets down to the uh, end of uh, Luke 16, right before he says you cannot uh, serve uh, God and mammon, that in making that uh, Matthew 6 uh, choice of where I'm going to lay up my uh, treasures, uh, that uh, Jesus makes the uh, point, if I can't trust you, with the uh, stuff that's going to decay, rust, potentially uh, be uh, stolen, why would I want to give you uh, something that's going to last forever? Which uh, tells me that uh, I need to be faithful in uh, using the uh, stuff that uh, God uh, gives me now if... uh, if uh, I am going to expect anything that's uh, going to uh, last forever. So how do we do this? Slide number uh, 17, there we go. It's right here. Have we thought about who is going to welcome us into the eternal dwellings? And it has to do with uh, who or what we trust, and it has to do with uh, who or what we value. We'll work through an example here. Now, if I truly trust God, if I trust that Jesus knows what he is talking about, remember the four assumptions, if I know what, if I think that uh, Jesus knows what he uh, talks about, yes, I'm going to uh, serve God. What do I value? Above all else, my time. Um, As a uh, physician, uh, it seemed like I never had enough time, and I overheard uh, Mom and Orr telling uh, somebody this last week that, uh, yeah, he's as busy now as he was before he retired. Uh, So, yeah, I'm I'm real protective of my... uh, uh, time, what else do I value? Well, <clears throat> possibly coffee. <laughs> Thank you, whoever said that. So if uh, I trust that Jesus knows what he's uh, talking about, and if uh, the uh, things I value in are uh, uh, time and maybe uh, coffee, then I am going to uh, invest my time and my coffee consumption, in the uh, things that uh, Steve was talking about, the Word of God and the uh, souls of men, which is why, yeah, I am frequently uh, uh, down at uh, uh, Foundry for uh, drinking coffee, sitting across the uh, table with uh, somebody, because if I can invest my time in helping them to 
disciple other guys, then, yeah, I'm going to have somebody uh, waiting to uh, welcome uh, me into uh, the eternal dwellings. So what might some of the other things uh, look like uh, for you? Uh, For those of you who over the last uh, four years during Advent have uh, donated to uh, Life Water, do not be uh, surprised if uh, a Ugandan wanders up to you and says, by the way, are you from Prineville? Yeah, I thought so. No, I'm not going to tell you. But uh, are you one of those folks at First Baptist Church who donated to Life Water? Because when that uh, sanitation instructor uh, came to our village and started talking to us about uh, uh, hand washing, yeah, I'd heard about that Jesus uh, stuff uh, before, but that lady caught my attention. That's why I'm here in the uh, eternal dwellings telling you uh, thank you and welcome. It uh, could look like uh, somebody who has uh, been showing up at the uh, food pantry. Uh, Hi, you don't know me. Uh, I'm from Prineville. Looks like you're uh, from Prineville. Uh, By the way, uh, did you attend uh, First Baptist Church because when I would go by on uh, two Mondays a month and get my uh, food box, Don Sawchuck would uh, strike up a conversation about the gospel. And that's why I'm here. Thank you and uh, welcome. Uh, It could be some middle school kid who does not attend this church, middle school kid now, maybe grown up by the time you meet him, who uh, says, uh, hi, are you one of the uh, folks who attended uh, First Baptist uh, Church in uh, Prineville? I heard about the Nerf night. Thank you for buying the uh, Nerf uh, ammunition. By the way, the pizza was uh, pretty good too. And there was this kid with an afro who uh, talked about the gospel. That's why I'm here. Thank you and welcome. Now, if uh, time is something that uh, you value, it might not be the unrighteous mammon that uh, uh, you give It could be, again, some high school or middle school kid who says, yeah, uh, I was there for uh, Nerf night, and I noticed that you were there too. And thanks to you and your willingness to speak into my life during the rising, I'm here. Thank you and welcome. Uh, Alicia Myers, hi Alicia, Uh, is going to be working with uh, Caleb on uh, getting the landing up and running again. Uh, Again, some high school or middle school kid who 
doesn't have anybody waiting for him at home after uh, school, is uh, struggling to catch up after uh, Zoom classes for the last year, uh, who drops in the uh, landing, if you're up there mentoring, uh, yeah, uh, Alicia's also uh, looking for ladies who are willing to uh, mentor other ladies. So if it's, uh, uh, yeah, uh, time is something I really hold on to. Uh, talk to Alicia about the uh, landing or women's ministries. If you want to invest uh, your time in ladies who are getting their feet back under them, talk to uh, Marlene Davis or Kathy uh, Schaefe about uh, volunteering at uh, Redemption House. If uh, you're uh, inclined to work with uh, smaller kids, talk to uh, Jenny Brooks about uh, FBC Kids. If you say, yeah, I'm not so good at uh, talking to uh, people, but I do have mechanical, electrical, uh, plumbing uh, skills, or I enjoy uh, cooking, talk to John and Sheree Davis about uh, volunteering at uh, Ochoco Christian uh, Camp and uh, Conference Center. Did I put in enough C's? Okay, yeah. You guys really need to shorten the name. So you get the picture. Jesus says it's an either or. We can put our ultimate trust in God, or we can put our ultimate trust in anything else. We need to take a good, hard look at what we value, and am I investing it in uh, stuff that one way or another is going to end when uh, this earth ends, or is it something like the Word of God and the souls of men that's going to last forever, and how can I invest in that? You get the idea. Jesus is uh, saying there is one form of bet hedging that I will honor, and that's you thinking long-term and investing in the lives of people who will greet you when you enter the eternal dwellings. Is that the way I live? Father God, uh, thank you for your word. Uh, Jesus, thank you for uh, making us uncomfortable. Thank you for going uh, straight to our hearts. Uh, thank you for uh, challenging us to take a good long look, forcing us to take a good long look at who we really trust and what we really value. Father, we uh, pray that uh, as you give us the opportunity to invest what you have entrusted to us, that uh, we would not waste that, that uh, we would be uh, faithful in uh, the use and that we would see hell depopulated and heaven populated. And we ask it in Christ's name. Amen.